0: Welcome to Black Belt Theater. I'm your host, Jay. And what do we got in store for you today? Well, kind of took a look into the Black Belt Theater archives here. Um, I had recalled a film that I saw when it came out back in 1991, and I, you know, had some pretty good memories about it, so I did a rewatch of it, decided to talk about it today. So I'm going to talk about the 1991 classic, the movie that was supposed to launch the career of Jeff Speakman. Of course, I'm talking about the perfect weapon um I remember you know seeing some trailers for this film 91 I was in college Uh, I was pretty hyped about it I mean if you think about it late 80s early 90s this was really when martial arts films here in the U.S. you know this is the height of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Steven Seagal um You know, and let's just throw Jeff Speakman in the mix. Like, clearly this was supposed to be the movie that was going to launch his career. What happened, I have no idea, because I think after The Perfect Weapon, he did a string of straight-to-VHS movies, if you remember VHS. Um, but you know what? Doing a rewatch of it, I mean... This was a movie I really, really enjoyed. Um... Look, none of these guys were ever going to be pegged as great actors, okay? And Jeff Speakman is definitely not a great actor. But, you know what? He does what he's supposed to do. Uh, He delivers his quippy one-liners. You know, he is a great martial artist. Uh, The martial art in this film is Kempo, and I don't think... Kempo has ever really been featured on the big screen aside from Perfect Weapon and whatever other movies Jeff Speakman uh did in his career. Um so what was this movie all about? I mean it's it's look, it wasn't really like a big earth-shattering groundbreaking story. Um Jeff Speakman plays a young man. His his mother passes away when he is a teenager, I believe. He of course gets wild and unruly. His dad uh, used to be in the military, and uh, his friend, uh, his father's friend Kim, who is played by Mako, uh, Mako, uh, to me, Mako is a legend. Um, he was the wizard in both Conan movies. He's done a lot of voiceover work. If you just Google. Google, sorry, Mako, M-A-K-O, and as soon as you see him, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, That's something that's actually kind of interesting about this film is there's actually some, for me at least, some pretty famous people in it. Uh, Like I said, Mako is in this film. James Hong is in this film. James Hong, of course, he played Lopan in Big Trouble in Little China. He was Cassandra's father in Wayne's World 2. I'm sure you're picturing him now. He is in this film. Uh Carrie Tawaga is in this film. He plays a henchman now. Of course, that name doesn't sound familiar, but if you saw the first Mortal Kombat movie, he was Shang Tsung. And probably as soon as you picture him, you could probably imagine him. I believe he was also in... I oh, was in Showdown in Little Tokyo, which I have a feeling I'm probably the only person who knows what film that is. Whatever. Um... Professor Tanaka is in this film playing a henchman named Tanaka. Now you're probably like, who is Professor Tanaka? He was Oddjob from Goldfinger. So, again, there's some pretty, you know, semi kind of famous people in it. Uh, There's a young man in it by the name of Dante Bosco. Shout out to the Philippines. Uh, Dante Bosco. Uh, He played... He did the voice of Prince Zuko in uh, The Last Airbender cartoons, and it's actually pretty interesting, because uh, in this film, his character, um, Dante Bosco's character, is actually... He's kind of like a a runaway, a troubled street kid, and he's taken in by Kim, who is played by Mako. Uh, The two of them would later on do voiceover work for The Last Airbender, Mako, of course, being Uncle Iroh, and Dante Bosco, of course, being Prince Zuko, so... I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Dante Bosco, um, he's also very, very famous for playing Rufio in the movie Hook. All right, so look, enough about the (laughs) the so-called celebrities in this film. Let's talk about the movie a bit. So basically, like I said, he's a troubled youth. Um, His dad's friend, uh, Kim... Tells him sign him up for kempo class. Uh, yes, it's a martial art, but we'll teach him discipline, and it really does seem to teach him discipline. Uh, he progresses through it. There's a young girl in class that he kind of seems to have a crush on, named Jennifer, I believe. We don't see her until the very end of the movie, so why they showed us that, I don't know. Um, he ends up becoming, uh, you know, a master of kempo. Um, While uh, at high school, he of course becomes a pole vaulter, because why not? Let's just make pole vaulting a thing. Um, And he sees his younger brother Adam being bullied by the football team. So he goes over there, he tries to resolve it, uh, and of course he ends up resolving it with his fists. Uh, He ends up really hurting this football player. His dad is absolutely furious. I thought you had your anger under control. Pretty much kicks him out of the house. He becomes a drifter. Uh, You know, we kind of see he's a construction guy. Uh, He decides to come back to his hometown, kind of see how things are going, check up on his friend uh, Kim, who kind of became a mentor to him, and he sees that uh, Kim is being hassled by the Korean mafia. Um... He helps Kim out, but, uh, you know, it turns out that since it looks like, you know, Kim has somebody backing him up, uh, the mafia that's dist- uh, that's bothering him, looking uh, for protection money and to sell drugs out of his store, they end up killing him. So, of course, uh, Jeff Speakman decides to take matters into his own hands. Now, his younger brother, Adam, uh, he went on to become a police officer, a police detective. He tells him, you know, really just to kind of stay out of it and, uh, you know, just... <clears throat> you know don't try to take matters into your own hands but listen this is a jeff speakman film name of the film is the perfect weapon That's a martial arts film you're darn right he's taking things into his own hands um and i think we're treated to some really great fight scenes here uh kempo it seems a lot of hand action almost kind of like the aikido that steven seagal does but unlike steven seagal jeff speak Jeff Speakman can actually kick, he can actually lift his leg higher than his waist, and he actually delivers some pretty brutal kicks in this. He also does a lot of stick fighting, and I was trying to look it up, like I don't know if he was doing uh, Escrima, which is a Filipino stick fighting martial art, or if that's actually part of Kempo, um, not really quite sure, but listen... It makes for some memorable scenes because it's not something you really see in martial arts films. You see usually maybe a lot of sword play, you see the using of nunchucks, uh, maybe some staff fighting, but to see fighting with sticks, uh, you know, two sticks, is pretty cool, actually. The one thing I will say about this film is whoever did the editing uh, and the fight choreography, very poor job. Way, way, way too many cutscenes. The action is really getting good, and all of a sudden we're cutting to some weird angles, you know, we're about to see some devastating moves and I'm seeing it from an odd angle or I'm seeing it at slow-mo at a very inappropriate time when slow-mo really isn't needed. Um, If you go to the old YouTubes there and you look up uh, the Perfect Weapon Dojo Fight where Jeff Speakman takes on not one, not two, but three Taekwondo practitioners, you'll see exactly what I mean because at one point the cut, the cut scenes in the fight are so bad, I can't tell if it's Jeff Speakman or his opponent landing the blow because I, it's just it's just the speed of the cuts and the way they cut it up. And you know what? Maybe this is why his career never got off the ground because, I mean, I think in general the fight scenes were pretty good, but I think the fact that the editing and the choreography wasn't really that good, you know, hey, maybe that's what did it to him. But look, overall, it's a really enjoyable film. Like I said, it's, it's a pretty classic, you know, uh, you know, guy becomes a drifter, uh, comes back to town, best friend gets murdered, he goes out for revenge, but he did learn a lesson because at the end, uh, James Hong, who is these, who is the head of the Korean mafia, is the one who um, had Kim uh, killed, uh Jeff Speakman you know pretty much goes through uh it's like a shipyard full of goons takes him out stick fighting knife fighting hand to hand fighting and uh he apprehends uh he apprehends James Hong and he can kill him but he's learn to control that rage and he takes him in alive and like i said it ends uh the film ends with him going back to his kempo master kind of showing that he has finally learned that final lesson he has sort of controlled that rage inside of him uh we see the young girl jennifer who was the one he kind of had a crush on and Kempo class all those years ago, and nothing gets resolved there, so whatever. But look, overall, it's a really great film. Um, I really thought this was going to kind of be the start for Jeff Speakman, you know, maybe get a couple more roles out of it. Um, you know, when you watch him, at first glance, you might think, oh, it's Steven Seagal with all these really quick hand movements and and stuff like that. Big differences is, is first of all he's not just breaking arms left and right like my man Steven Seagal, and second of all, like I said, he can kick. So <laughs> I, I think a little bit better. Um, it's definitely a great watch. You could find it just about anywhere. Uh, I'm slowly as I'm learning like what the internet's all about. I'm slowly learning. You can find a ton of movies for free on the internet. I'm sure you guys know all about that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's a good one to watch. It's not really that well known. But I think it's worth it. Alrighty, so keep it tuned here to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, where we drop content on you day in and day out. This is Jay signing off.